feel kind of like God. <laughs> and then this man with the devil on his hand came and took the hat. Free Britney. Free Britney. Welcome to Burning Urban. As you guys may have noticed, uh, the Charles Manson Part 2 episode has not come out yet. Uh, it is recorded. I just didn't want to rush the editing process and push out something that wasn't ready yet. So, it has been pushed back to this coming Thursday. And in the meantime, I have decided to start a new mini-series. At the suggested. <coughs> oh shit! Oh. <coughs> At the suggestion of my amazing fiance. <coughs> oh shit! Sorry. <clears throat> so this new series, Burn in Urban, will be a, a mini ep- a mini episode that releases every Sunday. Uh, kind of keep you guys, you know. Uh, satiated until the Thursday main episodes launch, you know, uh, especially now that I'm starting to get the, the scheduling better lined out and have a better idea of what's going to be coming up and when it's going to be coming up. So I can actually prepare instead of just rushing to do shit last minute, which is my usual forte. So that being said, in Burn and Urban, we will basically be taking a, a look at a different urban legend every week. Um, you know, there's just something about urban legends that it just sparks the human interest. You know, there's 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 reason that these stories have prevailed for as long as they have and have been around and have spread as far and as 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 often as they have. Uh, so, like I said, we'll be taking a look at a, a, a different urban legend every week. And uh, instead of doing some dabs, I've decided, since it's called Burnin' Urban, that I'll be smoking uh, some of California's finest blunts, pre-rolls, infused pre-rolls, what have you. And uh, uh, for the inaugural episode, I thought I'd go... With a nice something a little nicer on the uh, the higher end, you know, I have the, here the El Blunto. It's the uh, Connected collab, so it's biscotti from Connected. Um, it's a 1.75 gram blunt. Uh, well, cigar. My bad. 
It is a cannabis cigar, and uh, it is beautifully rolled. You can tell that they kind of just took, like, decently sized nugs. Like, they broke them up into, you know, nugs small enough to fit into a cigar, but they're not, like, super broken up because, like, you can tell there's, like, some nice chunkers in there. But what I really love is the glass um, tip, the glass mouthpiece. You know, and I, I've noticed that a lot of companies are starting to do, to do that now, and I really appreciate that as a smoker. I picked this up at Green Frog Delivery here in the Sacramento area. Uh, I believe they also service like Roseville and surrounding areas. So check them out, Green Frog Delivery. You can find them on Weed Maps. Uh, I picked this up for 30 bucks. So it's a pretty good deal for a 1.75 gram cigar, you know. Honestly, I've got to say so far, it's it's delicious. I love it. I think I throw around the word delicious too much. I'm going to have to start finding better adjectives. Sorry. <coughs> but for somebody who doesn't smoke a lot of flour... I really enjoy this. This is a very nice experience. <coughs> Plus, <coughs> I love the packaging. It's a nice glass tube. Uh, the labeling is beautiful. It's got this nice textured uh, feel to it. Like wherever there's uh, this embossed feel or this embossed pattern, you can feel it. Uh, the texture is there. The 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 foil. There's foil work. There's, it's it's a beautifully packaged blunt or cigar. Sorry. So yeah, check out Green Frog Delivery if you're in the Sacramento area and uh, pick up one of these El Blunto connected biscotti cigars. You will not regret it. <coughs> oh, shit. Oh. <coughs> oh, I hit that wrong. Woo. Well, shit. Alrighty. Well, let's get into it. So, for the uh, the first episode of Burn in Urban, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do um, like a very well known urban legend, or if I wanted to do something. Uh, I, I started scrolling down this massive list, and I went down like this rabbit hole for about twenty five minutes before I even. Realized that I was supposed to be picking a topic, um, but so, <laughs> so what I did is, you know, I just decided I was like, you know what, fuck it. This is a California podcast. We smoke California brands for now. Why not do a story from California? And I came across this one called the Charman of Ojai. Uh, all right, without further ado, let's get into it. <clears throat> so, what is it about urban legends? <sighs> like, what is it that makes these stories stick around for so long, even with very little to no evidence that any of these stories have actually ever happened? And that's... uh. You know, speaking of urban legends, my, my fiance brought up the the movie, the 1998 movie uh, Urban Legend, which f somehow I had not seen. 
either that or I've, you know, repressed memories somewhere, but yeah, whatever. So I, I, you know, I hadn't seen it. So we watched the movie and, you know, in it, it's got a uh, Robert England, you know, AKA Freddy fucking Krueger playing this, this professor that's talking about urban legends and shit. And of course he's talking about this urban legend and this girl goes and raises her hand. She goes, no, but like that actually happened to a girl in my hometown. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it happened to a girl in all your hometowns. And that's the thing is like everybody claims they know somebody <clears throat> that one of these stories happened to or like, you know, they know for a fact it really happened in their hometown. But it, none of this shit ever really happens. Anyway. If you're like me and you haven't seen the, the movie Urban Legend. It's kind of worth a watch. It's kind of funny. Like, you know, that old school 90s cheesy horror movie shit. Oh, fuck. Alright. Go. I gotta remember I don't smoke flour that often. Anyway, I gotta get into this. I'm burning I'm burning the urban oil here. Alright, so where was I? From a psychological perspective, urban legends help provide a way for people to make sense of the world that we live in. It serves as a way to cope with and legitimize fears. And for believers, these myths serve as evidence to back up their particular beliefs. Also, urban legends serve as a means of entertainment especially in today's day and age where the internet and social media make it so easy to spread these stories. In fact, this has even led to a whole new generation of urban legends. So this week, however, for the first episode of Burn in Urban, I decided to go with a story from right here in the state of California. This legend comes from Ventura County, just south of Ojai. Ojai, how are ya? It is the haunting and gruesome tale of the Charman. So strangely enough, Charman isn't the only urban legend to come out of Ojai. Not by a long shot, actually. In my research for this episode, I came across story after story, ranging from a ghost bride in a bloody dress to the skeleton of a vampire from Europe, being protected by a massive phantom hound, which... I am seriously tempted to try and go find because they're saying that like it's very possible that this this urban legend is based off of an actual above ground tomb somewhere in the 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 valley or wherever the fuck it is right and it's like the story which I I don't want to go too deep into that one but the story basically is like this vampire came over from like Italy or Spain in like 16 something and, you know, he tried to, like, just maintain a low profile and stick to himself. But then animals started dying and people started getting curious about the creep living by himself in the farm, you know. And so they go and they fucking, they try to kill him, but he's guarded by this fucking ghost dog. And yeah, different time, different episode. Anyway, so there's a lot of strange shit that happened in Ohio, apparently. But like I said, I'm tempted to go find that, that, that tomb. But, as I mentioned, the urban we'll be burning today is that of the Charman, 
a scorched specter that haunts a bridge in Camp Comfort County Park. That just sounds like a fucked up irony. You know, it's like the name is Camp Comfort County Park. You're just like, oh, it sounds so peaceful and quiet and comfortable. And they're like, yeah, nah, there's like ghosts and fucking demon dogs and vampires. And it's a fucked up place. And they're just like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, I think I'm going to go camp somewhere else now. Now, there are many different variations of the Charman story, as often is the case with urban legends, but there are three that are the most commonly told or accepted. The first story takes place in the early 1950s, when a car bursts into flames on Creek Road. Uh, I'm assuming it was like some kind of an accident or something. Cars don't usually just spontaneously combust. Although if it did, that would make the story that much crazier, because then it's like, that dude was just destined to become the Charman. Anyway, so uh, some versions of this story would even place the car on the bridge itself when it burst into flames. As flames engulfed the vehicle, the driver managed to get free and fled, screaming into the woods, the orange glow of the flames surrounding him fading as he retreated deeper and deeper. The second version finds its roots a few years earlier in the fire of 1948. Uh, as does the third version of the story, but I'll get to that in a minute. Now, as the story goes, a married couple were trapped at their cabin when the fire erupted. Sorry, I gotta keep this thing going. Oh, fuck. Alright, uh... So, the wife is trapped inside, and the husband, despite his best efforts, cannot get into the home to save her. Eventually succumbing to his own injuries, he laid there, forced to listen to his wife's desperate cries for help. (coughs) Oh, fuck. Alright. Uh, The third, and definitely the most gruesome story, is my personal favorite. This version of the story also takes place during the fire of 1948, only instead of a husband and wife, it was a father and son who were trapped in the fire. The two lived in a secluded cabin and kept mostly to themselves. This wasn't exactly uncommon for the area and the time, but incidentally, it meant that rescue efforts could take days. And it did. Like, a lot of people during that time had to wait for days before, like, you know, they were able to get help. Although, I will say that historically, they say that there were no casualties or deaths in the 1948 fire officially. So, all of, or both of these stories kind of, you know, can't be verified. But, like I said, this one was kind of my personal favorite. So, this is the one I'm running with. Unfortunately for the boy and his father, their cabin was directly in the path of the fire, and much like the previous version of this story, the father was trapped inside the home as it burned to the ground, while the son was engulfed in flames outside. Now, the son barely survives. Also, like the husband in the second version... But this is where the version where this version of the story takes 
a much darker turn. Stranded there for days, waiting for help and severely burned, something inside the son's poor mind snapped. And, you know, in traumatic instances, that can happen, especially something this this bad. Like, your entire body is covered in, I'm assuming, third-degree burns, or if there's anything worse than third-degree burns, that. But, like, you're covered in third-degree burns, you're in agonizing pain, you had to listen to your father burn alive, and and you're just laying there for days. Yeah, I I can imagine just fucking snapping, you know? So, days later, when emergency crews finally made it to what was left of the isolated cabin... They were greeted by a terrifying scene. The father's body had been completely skinned and was hanging from a tree, and the son was nowhere to be found. Immediately, the police suspect foul play and begin to search the area for clues to the identity of the person behind such an atrocious act. Oh shit, it almost went out. Who's lighter? I was talking too much. Whew. It's a podcast, Nick. You're supposed to talk. Oh, shit. I never introduced myself. You are technically listening to Dab to Death, and this is your host, Nick Nobody Savage. But yeah, y'all got that by now. Unless you're new here, and then I'm deeply sorry, and you probably thought the name of the podcast was like Burn in Urban or some shit. But anyway, cigars going again. I'm almost done with the story. Let's do this. So, as they search the property, the officers begin to hear a faint wheezing sound, almost inhuman in nature. The ragged, scraping sound of whatever was breathing out there grew louder and louder. The officers approach a small patch of brush that had managed to avoid the fire. Guns drawn, the tension in the air almost tangible. A foul, burning stench filled the air, growing stronger the closer they crept towards the brush. Suddenly, a dark figure comes charging out of the bushes, barreling through the stunned officers. It resembled a man in shape alone. Any other features were burned beyond recognition. So the story goes that the son, driven mad by the excruciating pain and the agonizing loss of his father, fled into the woods before the police could attempt to arrest him for the murder of his father. Not that he had actually killed his dad or anything, but you've got to admit that it really didn't look good for him. You know, what with the whole, like, flaying his corpse and stringing it up from a tree and everything, like, kind of screams, I killed my dad. You know, but whatever. So whatever the origins of this urban legend, the Charman of Ojai is a terrifying tale that has haunted the area ever since. It is rumored that he is out there still to this day, full of rage and anguish, and hunting for human skins. Maybe to replace his own, or perhaps simply to share the pain that he felt on that horrible day so long ago. (coughs) (coughs) 
<coughs> Fuck. The Charman has reportedly been sighted so many times, and so many attacks have been claimed, that the police have actually gone out into the woods to search for him on several occasions. He is also rumored to haunt the campground in Camp Comfort County Park, approaching the tents of unwary campers, but never entering them. Solitary hikers, however, are some of his favorite targets, along with motorists who have broken down on the side of the road. So, if you ever find yourself in Ojai, and are feeling brave enough to try to find the char man, just drive out onto Old Creek Road, park your car near Charman Bridge, shut off your lights, and wait. Just be prepared to run, and pray that your car starts the first time. So yeah, that is, uh... Sorry, blood's about to go out. So yeah, that is the story of the Charman of Ojai. And as I mentioned, there's a lot of other stories that come out of Ojai, California. So trust and believe I will be looking into those at some point as well. Until then, stay tuned for the Charles Manson Part 2 episode uh, releasing this Thursday. And then next Sunday for uh, Burning Urban Number two, we're going to do Skinwalkers. Uh, so I've been watching on some stuff already on that, and it's a pretty interesting topic. So it, it, it's kind of like, to me, it almost kind of sounds like it's a mixture between Invasion of the Body Snatchers and, like, I don't know. I'm I'm just really high right now. So speaking of really high right now, like I said, the El Blunto uh, Biscotti cigar, uh, you know, the connected collab, highly recommend it. I'm, I'm still, I'm almost done with it. I'm puffing away at it. Get, I'm getting there. So yeah, we said Charles Manson Part 2, Thursday, next Sunday, Skinwalkers. Until then, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoy uh, this new mini-series. If there are any urban legends in particular that you would like me to talk about, or if there's any uh, blunts or cigars out there you would like me to buy and try, let me know. Uh, you can either send an email to feedback at dabtodeath.com. You can send a message to any of my social medias at dabtodeath. Unless you're on Instagram, then it's at dabtodeathpodcast. If you are interested in being the co-host here at Dab to Death, please send a little bit about you to ghosthost at dabtodeath.com. And uh, we'll see what we can work out. But until next time, keep burning the urban.